DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley as the Avs fall 5-4 to four in the shootout to the Arizona Coyotes. They drop their seven-game winning streak, but they keep a eight-game point streak going. Um, let's, I'm just going to ask you this right off the bat. If the Avs play better, it doesn't matter who's in goal, right? They should have won this game anyway. Sure. Sure. That's a that's yeah. a pretty weak answer to that. Yeah, I mean, look, it's they didn't they didn't play their best game. They didn't. Um and also I do I do love the guys that roll in here only after losses but don't have anything it, to say. Where y'all for, been the last seven games? Yeah. They win they win what, seven games in a row and it's like Silence, right? After those first two games, they're like, shit. Well, it's good to see you guys again. <laughs> Hi, fam. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, that look, they didn't play very well. They didn't. Like, and there's a lot of ways to look at this. Like, yes, obviously, big picture, the Avs go 11-3-2. They get the exact 24 points that both of us said they needed out of this stretch. So... Dropping this game isn't that big of a deal in the long run. Um, That's not uh, that big of a deal in the short run, man. It's, you're right, because they have Vegas in two days anyway, and that game is drastically more important. But would it be would it be would it be great if they played to their potential? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, would it be great if they just went out there and like absolutely rolled over a team? Yeah, but they've been doing that for two weeks. Like this game was always coming. And you would way rather have this thing come tonight than against Vegas in two days. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about that. And the other side of that coin is the Avs very likely win this game if Philip Grubauer starts. Yeah. I mean, that's just reality. Assuming everything else is exactly the same. Totally, if, but... if you throw Philip Grubauer in the second the game becomes 4-2, the Avs probably win. Yeah, I mean, the slow start again isn't great. It's not. You know, they had they had the really slow start yesterday, a really slow start today. Uh and today cost them uh cuz they got down to nothing. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, and I mean, look, we'll get more into JoJo in a minute. But you start the game off, first shot goes in. It is what it is. It's a bad goal. Shouldn't have gone in the net. But the Avs' response to that was to play horrific defense and immediately give up another one a couple times. Oh, my God, dude. Totally abandoned him. Yep. Totally abandoned him. I mean, the first goal is garbage. Yeah, for sure. But nervous goalie, first start. Like, you see stuff like that. It's, It's pretty common. But... That second goal, they didn't even they didn't even try to help him. Yeah, that was it was bad. One of the worst defensive plays I've seen the Avs make this season. Yeah, so I mean, totally, totally similar to the third goal that Hunter Miska gave up against the Ducks, where Henrik scored all alone in front. Yep. So that was terrible defense, but the rest of those, I mean. The third and the fourth goals aren't good goals. Those are bad. Uh, I mean, the third one, look, it took a funny bounce off of a body in front of him. I get it. But NHL goaltender's got to be able to track the puck, man. He, yeah. By the time he knew where the yeah, puck I mean, was, it was in the back of his net. Like You just, you just sit there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then the fourth one, I look – I'm not a goalie guy. I'm not I'm not a genius. I I could be wrong here, but he makes a great save on a Phil Kessel breakaway. And then it seems like something pretty fundamental goes wrong where the puck's on the side of your net, you just seal the post and there's no way that that puck ever in a billion years goes in, right? Yeah. Like where is he going? Why is he why is he Getting up to reposition himself yeah. in that spot. There's no reason for him you to move there. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you were fine. So, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't ever feel good 
to take a game that is 4-2 with, what, 13 minutes left? 15 minutes left, something like that. Yeah. And you end up dropping it again. Could the Evs have played better? Yes. But in the crunch time, in the moment, at very least, it certainly feels like because they couldn't get a save. Well, and then and then you have a goaltender. I mean, there's no defense to blame in the shootout, and he doesn't make a single save. Yeah, yeah and the closest he comes, like you would think that like the one thing that being six foot six helps you do is stretch post yeah. to post when you're laying with your legs on the ice. Just spread your legs. How does it ever get past you, right? Yeah, like, and for him to have come up short on that, I was just like, all right, <laughs> whatever. Nick Schmaltz doesn't even make a move. He just skates in and shoots it past him. And then, you know, Dvorak just kind of eats his lunch. So, yeah. Whatever. And, and, and look. McKin- McKinnon needs a new move, man. But at the same time, like, your best your best players failed to come up. Like, all this Jonas Johansson stuff. But Kale McCarr shoots the puck right back into Aiden Hill. Yep. In overtime on a on a four on three power play, Nathan McKinnon doesn't even doesn't even put a shot on doesn't even make 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 Aiden Hill make a save in the shootout. It, like it goes look at what crazy. Jonas Donskoy did to him, and McKinnon goes out there and it's like I'm just gonna try and shoot it shoot, shoot it by him. Like the guy bit on the first move that he got and was out of the net. I just. Yeah. <laughs> You know all, all the all the Jonas Johansson stuff, but at the same time, like your best players let you down here. The Avs got a power play with three minutes to go in the game, and they got a power yeah. play in overtime. And yeah, as much as Johansson couldn't make a save in crunch time, the Avs couldn't score the goal either. Yeah, well, Kill McCarr was awful with the puck. Yep. I mean, just watching the thing just skip away and move around, and it was just like it was like okay, like. You know we're gonna we're gonna talk about Johansson and rightfully so. Like he gives up three goals that I would say are bad goals for sure. But like it's a team game. Johansson didn't lose the game on his on his own. He didn't get to overtime on his own for sure. They scored four goals for him. Somehow it still wasn't enough. They've now lost two games in which scoring four goals five to four wasn't enough in overtime. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm no, I I don't see where I don't see how it's two bad goals. The first goal is a bad goal, the third goal is a bad goal, and the fourth goal is a bad goal. And then he makes zero stops in the shootout. We're talking about seven pucks that got behind the guy tonight. And like let's not if you're trying to bend over backwards to try and dress this up, like to to be any kind of a positive thing, seven pucks got behind that guy. And look, he did play well in overtime, but Aiden yeah. Hill straight up played like a monster, significantly better than than Johansson in that overtime. And these are both third string goaltenders in the NHL, right? These guys should be one to one comparable to to a certain extent. It definitely, it definitely felt. I don't know. It it definitely felt. Like Aiden Hill was outplaying him, but then you look at the shot counter and you look at the score, and you're just like, "This is at the end of the day, however you got here, this is even." For the most part, yep. It the Evs. I, I struggle with this because you get pulled a lot of different ways in this game because the Avs could have, should have, would have won it, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And one point out of this game is fine. And even if they had lost in regulation, you immediately stop thinking about this game because you have Vegas in two days anyway. It, I think a lot of people thought the game one of this series was going to be the letdown game. And this felt a lot closer to the letdown game that everyone was expecting than game one did. Um, on the whole, the Avs certainly had good stretches of hockey that they played. But yeah, this wasn't know. their best game, and they looked tired on the second night of a back-to-back. Both teams looked tired in this game. Yep, it wasn't like the Avs were the only team that started to wear down. Like there were stretches. I mean, Arizona is trying to get to overtime, and they take a penalty in the offensive zone, and then get back to even strength and spend the whole last minute and a half 
defending in their own zone. Like, like they looked, they looked. Just, both teams were just spent by the end of the game. Yep. And then they got. All, there was a little bit of jumping overtime, and then the penalty happened, and everything kind of ground to a halt after that. But I mean, this isn't this isn't a bad team performance. It just isn't the dominant one that we've seen. Neither was last night. It was you know last night ended up it ended up being a five one. You know, kind of ran away with it, but it's just like. Eh. It comes down to everybody from top to bottom. There's from the start of the game, one soft goal or not, putting your goaltender in a 2 0 hole, your life's never going to be easy for the rest of that hockey game. Yeah. You've made the road significantly more difficult for yourself for the next 55 minutes, and including overtime, it was a full 60. Yeah. So the Avs in many ways, I do think found a way to lose this game, but I'm also not particularly concerned about it. Yeah. I mean, when you have, when you win seven in a row and then when you lose an overtime game with your backup playing with your third string playing, it's just like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, the, the Avs didn't play very well. Johansson didn't play very well. They gave a point. They they gave up the extra point to Arizona. It it doesn't really it, that doesn't really hurt them in any like significant way. Yep. You know, like uh, if they if they end up losing out on the division by one point, okay. Then I guess you could like look at this game, but you also have four head-to-head games against Vegas at the end for the like the rest of this yeah, year. You can the, take care of your own business here. The, the team that wins the division will be decided in the head-to-head matchup. Yeah, it it certainly could be. I mean, there's a there's still a lot of games to go here, but the abs the abs are going to walk into that series trailing by two points. Yep, and yes, if the series if if the abs in Vegas go two and two, let's say they split or whatever, then you start having conversations about ways teams can get into first place. But yeah. right now it's on the table that the abs can sweep Vegas the rest of the year, or Vegas can sweep the abs the rest of the year. And either way, that team is at a significant advantage for taking first place. So <laughs> don't count anyone out yet. Don't count anyone in yet. Yeah, the that picture will be a lot more apparent in four days. Um, we can take our first period break there, as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it down at the DNVR bar with eight different beers on a tap, or you can always find it at a local liquor store near you. Keep your eyes peeled for their new seltzer stuff; it's absolutely delicious. Highly recommend you check out the 15-can sampler to get all of those flavors because they are awesome all the way around. And if you're looking to save a little bit of extra beer money, check out Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I Insurance. You can head to Gabby.com slash DNVR to check them out. They're all set up to make sure you save as much money as possible. You can see down at the bottom of the screen if you're on YouTube. They save on average $961 per person who uses it. I've, I think, Eric, it was $1,500 something. I forget. 16. It was 1600 Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, literally could save you over $1,000 a year pretty easily. And even if it's not that, lots of stories of people saving three, four, five hundred dollars $500. It's all free. They won't sell your info either. So they make sure you're taken care of and just want to get you the best price available. Again, head to Gabby.com slash DNVR to check them out. And while you're at it, searching around the internet, Consider signing up for a DNVR membership. You can get the member beer down at the DNVR bar and access to all of our amazing content, whether it be the Avs beat with post-game grades and written pieces by AJ Hayfley, as well as Nuggets, Broncos, Rockies, <clears throat> excuse me, college in Colorado and other sports like DNVR rugby as well. Yeah. Today's a great time to try it. If you want to get the annual subscription, it comes with a free shirt as well. So, Jump on it today and uh, join the DNVR fam. 
Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, I already know your answer to this question, but we have to have this conversation because I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it in the chat. You have to give Johansson more games as the backup, right? You cannot yeah, make this, this is, on one game. No, especially a game where he hasn't had any time to work behind the team. This isn't like he's had a training camp or he's been in the organization, in the system, doing all these different things for the last, you know, for the last year, like like Miska was. You know, he's he's brand new, and there is a thing about goaltenders coming into new organizations. They have to you have to you have to learn how the team in front of you plays. You have to get comfortable with their style. There's like there's look a lot at, of stuff here, right? Look at group Grubauer didn't really start to look comfortable in Colorado until halfway through his first season here. Like Yeah, that's boy, no doubt about that. But I look, you give him more games, yes, but I agree with what Brandon Davenport just said, dude. If if you were looking for positives to pull from this after everything that was disastrous in his entire Buffalo career, this game didn't do anything for you. There isn't anything particularly promising to pull out of this game. Like you could easily, you can easily be like, "Oh, he he stopped a couple of breakaways." Okay, definitely. But then he immediately unseals his post and gives up the softest of soft goals on the fourth one, right after that stop. So you might as well have just not stopped it in the first place. Well, right. That's the hard thing about goaltenders is. It doesn't matter if you make the great saves if you're not making the ones you're supposed to make. Yeah. It the great saves are extra. You have to you have to be so fundamentally sound to even be considered an NHL goaltender. Yeah. At least an effective one. And you know, there were stretches of the game where I thought he started to look more confident through the second period, made a couple of solid saves, but goaltenders play the full 60 literally. They do not come off the ice for a single second of active play. I guess that's not true. You have, you know, penalties and stuff, but sure. But I mean essentially they play there. Yeah, for sure. Well, with the with the clock issues in Arizona tonight, who knows? Maybe they played more than 60 minutes, but <laughs> was it like 1500 minutes yeah. ago? Yeah, like an entire day's <laughs> worth of minutes. <laughs> yeah. For the record, there are 1,440 minutes in a day. Yeah. He definitely doesn't know that from rent at all. I guess that's a year. Never mind. Wrong. wrong. You could divide by 365. I'm sure AJ can do that in his head. He's a math genius. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that's the tough part, right? Is the abs have made this move. So. You have to at least commit to it to write it out to see what you have. But you don't walk away from this game feeling particularly great about anything. So, I mean, this is the game that you big picture it. Yeah, definitely. To be honest with you, it's it's how you treat every single end of a big, long, a long extended winning streak. You're like, it was fun. They finally didn't have a very good game. They lost in overtime. You don't love it. You don't want the streak to end. It's over. Moving on. I mean, Vegas. Vegas is Vegas is the focus now. Yeah, I. If you stop looking at how the bread got made, I think you feel better about it. Because a lot of the frustration comes from the Avs are up 4-2 in this hockey game. They should have won it. If you look at this and just say, hey, the Avs got a point. They're still on an eight-game point streak, and they have the biggest game of the season coming up. Yeah. You feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I mean, they're going into they're going into the Vegas series down two points because I don't believe Vegas plays. But I'll double check. They do not. Yeah, they're off. Yeah, okay. So they're going to go in. They're going to go into that series down two points, uh, two games. They win both. They're up and they're up. If they tie, they're in the same spot. You know, they they lose the series. They lose ground. This is important. 
you need this. This is a big series. You your goal is to at least stay even with them. Don't give them ground. Yep. So no. The answer is no if on Jonathan Quick. No. No. Yeah. It's it's the same conversation as why the Avs aren't going to give Warner an immediate shot. Look. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, dude. I look. I'm but with you. I would have. The, I would have gone the trade, then right. The decision whatever. was made when they acquired Joe Jonas. Like, yeah. that's it. The decision has been made, and it's not going to change immediately. They're going to give him three, four, five games, whatever it may be. But again, is there? If the Avs play their A game, they win tonight. Like, it's that simple. It, yes, it ended up being a 5-4 loss, but the Avs were in this game, and it, it's not all on Johansson that they lost. So sometimes you got to find a way to win with your third-string goaltender in net. And, I mean, just a, just a reminder that when you're talking about standings points, two OTLs is the same as a win. Yep, exactly. You take the OTL against the Ducks, you take the OTL here. Treat one of those yeah. as a win and one of those as a loss, and it's you the got, exact same thing. You got two or four points with your backup goaltender in. Yep. Would you have liked four or four points? Sure. But at that point, now you're having the conversation about them literally like winning Every Ten, game. nine straight games, yeah. And I guess there was there. Like, hockey hockey is just a random enough sport where it's really, really hard to do that. Yep. So I I don't know that you should feel worse after the trade. Uh, there's no reason to feel worse. And all right, let me ask you this. How much do you value a sixth round pick? I don't. Can you t- can you even can anyone in chat tell me the last sixth round pick by the Avs to play five games? Because that's what I expect Johansson to play for the Avs this year is five hockey games. Specifically, a sixth round pick. I uh, yeah, a specific sixth. I cannot tell you. I can tell you the last time a fifth round pick did. Yeah, that's uh, Lindholm, right? Um, Butcher. Butcher didn't play for the Avs, though. Yeah, but he played. Sure. He was an, he was an NHLer. I guess Lindholm was a year later. Yeah. So. But that's what I'm saying, is yeah. like, there's not a ton of value in a sixth-round pick. Were there better ways for the Avs to go about getting uh, a third-string goaltender? Very probably, yes. But Did not did not play for the Avs, but Joseph playing DC. Oh, he, like, just hit 100 games this yeah. last year or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The last, the last sixth-round pick for the Avs to play games for the Avs um, was Jonas Holos. <laughs> a lot of Jonases up in here. So. Huh. <laughs> All right. The more you know. Anyway, my point being, even if Johansson ends up not being effective for the Avs, there's not a lot of value on either side of this trade. Um, it's just their bed and they're lying in it now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the next time he plays, this bed gets made. Maybe it doesn't. We'll see. When he's we get not there. gonna look, you guys want to be mad about this shit? I'm just not getting too upset over an overtime loss. Yep i I don't like, know. I don't really know what else to say about the goaltending in this game. So, yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, like, we could we could talk about trade deadline standings. There's, there's lots mean, to get into. I mean, the, for me, I think we kind of touched on it, though. Jonas Johansson wasn't very good. The team in front of him just wasn't very good. Uh, Colorado's best players all had opportunities to win the game at various points and didn't do it. I, I will say, on the other hand, the Avs did get three goals from their top line. One of them on the power play, but and you know they were the only guys who really saw the ice in 
overtime. Yep. So, you know, uh, they they were the ones on the ice with the uh, with the power play in the last four minutes of the game. Like they had their chances and they just didn't get it done. Again, regardless of Johansson's play, they had their chances and they just didn't. They just didn't finish. Look, uh, I was as vocal as anyone on Twitter that the refing was nonsense at in this game. Oh, it was so bad. But at the end of the day, the Avs still got their opportunities, so it doesn't matter. I, um. Okay. Look, the McKinnon, McKinnon high stick. He earned his four minutes. Yeah, I have no problem with the call against McKinnon there. Yeah, just, I have a big problem with the not getting called for blatant yeah. interference. Yeah. Not here. That no. started the entire interaction. That's blatantly interference, and it was blatantly interference when it was live. I don't understand what the hell these guys are looking at. But all right. Look, yeah, I mean, this is insane. I, I'll, I have it pulled up right here. I'll just show it. Uh, the, from the minute you can see this entire play, he's just trying to interfere with McKinnon. Yeah, he's, he knows that McKinnon's going to win any foot race to that puck. And, like, you're talking about a super dangerous situation where he sticks his leg out. That you He turns his body, but that's how you blow people's knees up. Yeah. Is our plays like that? So, well, and McKinnon was slow yeah. to get up. Where I was like, dude, if that's a knee injury, I'm getting on an airplane, I'm going down there, and I'm breaking that dude's kneecap myself. <laughs> so, it it was wild. Things got out of hand. Yeah, it just wasn't. It just wasn't a good. And and it, top it, top to bottom, like yeah. it, things went against Arizona too. The refs weren't calling garbage at all in overtime and then the penalty they call is like the weakest ticky tack little yeah i mean they they did. nick schmaltz like bear hugs or yeah. bear hugs kill mccarn yeah. overtime and they let it go and then they called like the cheesiest yeah and on slashing on rantanen's hands and it was just like yeah let's talk about this tim peel thing tonight because i'm yeah, sure, assuming yeah, you're familiar yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the hot mic with the I wanted to get a call on Nashville early. Yeah, look, none of this is surprising. This is exactly how we've always said that teams officiate things. Yep. It's it's always been this way. The as NHL, long as, as long as you have human referees, there's going to be a human element. Well, and especially you know that they've always been told to manage games, game yep. management. You want to try and keep the. If it, if if power plays are at least kind of even, then you can you can get into the idea that that the, the game was evenly called. Well, what? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think the NHL is rigging games. No, dude. But the game is too random for that. But you know what? You're on TV. You have however many hundreds of thousands of people, whatever, watching your sport. Boy, is it sure a whole lot more interesting if games are close. Well, and if you have more overtime games, then the idea around the league, yeah, more teams, more teams are in it when playoffs roll around. Your ratings are higher because fans are watching the games deeper into the season because they think that blah 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 on and on and on and on. So, so. all right. But it's it, they're doing some like investigation. Oh, we're taking it seriously. Yeah. Okay, so Tim Peel is going to get suspended for a month, and nothing nothing will, will change. change. Yeah. I don't. Again, at the end of the day, I understand how it is. I understand it's not going to change until the game is capable of being refed entirely by robots. <laughs> and I can live with that. What I can't live with is the wild inconsistency. We just want to see things called consistently for a full 60, let alone game to game. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. So it is what it is. And we've talked about it a lot. There are a lot of ways that the league could hold the rest more accountable, but they don't. And I have yeah, zero I, faith that that will ever change. I said, I said he'll get suspended for a month. I would actually be surprised if we found out at all. I bet 
they will be like, oh, well, because of the, the you know, the, the contract that we have with the union or the, the referee union, you know, we're not allowed to, to disclose the details of yeah. the punishment. And it's been handled. Just, whatever. just know that we did something to him. P.S. We'll see you in the playoffs when he absolutely referees a game. Yep. Okie dokie. Whatever. So. It is what it is. Just got to live with it. Uh, we can take our second period break there as we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, who has given you the opportunity to win $100 when you bet $1 on any team left in the March Madness tournament. You can jump on it ASAP. Use code DNVR when you sign up to get that opportunity on a new account. You got to be a new account, but uh, why not? Go dunk $100 in it if you think you have a good read on any March Madness game left in the bracket. It's pretty easy to get in and do your thing there. Basketball is not your style. You can bet on hockey, football, baseball, you name it. You can bet on it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They got you covered top to bottom. Bunch of different ways to make money. A bunch of odds boost. There you go. Check out the DNVR bets, guys. They have been uh, raking on their bets as of late. So highly recommend. If you're looking for good bets to make, be sure to watch the DNVR bet show here on YouTube. Yeah. Go earn some money. That's uh, It's sometimes that easy. Highly recommend. As I said, must be 21 or older. New, new customers only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you by Hassle cattle company we brought you damn good beer now we're bringing you damn good beef cannot recommend these guys enough i heard from a lot of people they're never going back this is the best meat they've been able to get so you can order it today and get 10 percent off when you use code dnvr10 at checkout and if you order over 200 dollars, you'll get free shipping as well that's hassle cattle company h-a-s-s-e-l-l.com you can check it out today third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook we're also sponsored by strava craft apparently no nope, that's not on the read today we're also sponsored by zoom care because if you hate going to the doctor why not go to the doctor virtually you can visit with your doctor from the comfort of your own home have a video chat right with them it's super easy get your diagnosis that way and you don't even have to stress about it you can check them out today at zoomcare.com to get started that's z-o-o-m-c-a-r-e.com remember supporting our partners is supporting us so be sure to check it out today can't recommend it enough it's super easy especially if you're just dealing with something quick you know those types of things where you don't really want to go to the doctor for them that's like what zoom care was built for yeah man you're still gonna have to go to turn and cough but the rest of that, you could probably just have a quick combo. There you go. Easy life. Rudo. AJ. How excited are you for the Vegas series? Dude, I'm pumped. It's, you know, let's be real. When you're covering a team that is as good as the Avs are, as long as it's not catastrophic failure, the first half of the season isn't that important. I mean, it's don't don't burn your season to the ground. Yeah, you can't. Like, you can certainly lose the Stanley yeah, like, Cup in the first month, like, but you like, can't win. Like Buffalo's done, right? Like Ottawa's done. Detroit's done. Right. Like, these these teams are just like chilling, right? As I said, as long they're as it's super, not catastrophic failure, they're <laughs> super pissed off. The OHL isn't playing because that's their whole season. Yep. Uh, but like, like the first the first half of the year, like now that it's over and the second half of the season is already. You know, the, they, they they played 31 games. We're, we got 25 to go. Yep. It come, and it's coming quick. Like, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Um, you know, as we talk about, oh, well, the, you know, you said a little bit ago that the division's going to be decided by the head-to-head. He has up 25 games to play. Only four of them are against Vegas. Yep. So it's not really going to be decided by head-to-head. But, boy, is it going to matter how that series ends up playing out. I'm... I'm excited to see this, man. I'm excited to see where these two teams are. We used, we were excited for the Minnesota series last week. Minnesota was crazy pants hot coming into that series. 
And it was a good litmus test. How do these teams match up when they're both rocking and rolling? Well, we got a definitive answer in that one. I'm curious to see if we get a definitive answer out of this one or if they split again. Well, and and here's the thing about this one. Because the first four games of Avs versus Vegas weren't very informative, right? The first one coming off of the COVID break for the Avs, people are missing. You end up playing the outdoor game in the middle of that series. Yeah. It was a very disjointed situation going on. Yeah. The fourth game was like their healthiest one, but it was also Colorado's first home game in like forever. forever. Yeah. And so it was, It there was, that it was weird because like they played four games against each other. And they just happen to be like four games where you're like, you can't take away anything from this yep. at yeah. all. A whole yeah, bunch uh, of nonsense. To answer Randy's question, I'd be happy with a split. If if they split, that's fine. Um, then you're three and three with them, and it's coming down to the end of the series. It's coming their, their last series of the season will decide like the head to head winner. And maybe that's where some separation happens. But you also keep in mind, like, if this is a team that they're going to play in the postseason, and we all think that chances are decent, yeah. they're going to have to go through each other. Regardless of who's the one seed and who's the two seed, they sure seem to be on a crash course if they both get out of the first round. Yeah, definitely. Well, they are. If they both get out of the first round, they are on a crash course. Yeah, They have yeah, to play yeah. each other. Right. That's what that's what I'm so saying. There's a, there's a decent chance that these, teams, these two teams are going to have to go through each other. I, I, if you get it for one, no tricks, you roll lines, you don't do anything cute. You don't make major adjustments. You just kind of chill. You roll, you play the team that you've been playing. You don't show any of your hands. You keep, if, if you have anything up your sleeve, you wait until the postseason. But I'm, I'm curious. Playing a straight I'm up macro game. Go, because Vegas, like Vegas has been great this year. And not in a Minnesota, like, fluky, goofy kind of way. Like, great. Vegas has not been a hot streak. Vegas has been, night in, night out, a very, very good team. The big big thing with Vegas is that they have been a little bit reliant on third-period comebacks. Yep. And it will be interesting to see if they get into a situation where they're down 3-1 to Colorado in the third period. To note, you know, how do they? Can the Avs close out a game against yeah. a quality hockey team? A, a great third period team against a great defensive team, kind of, you know, playing to each other's strengths. It will be interesting to see how that matches up. Now, obviously, if Vegas is up 3 1 in the third, that's a situation they're very comfortable with, and Colorado isn't because Colorado hasn't been the king of the comeback. They're, they're real, the only real comeback successes that they've had have been against Anaheim. And then I guess sort of in a way tonight, but it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited to see how it goes because I, it's a big series. That's an interesting question from Matt Briggle. Minnesota or St. Louis preferred round one? I've told you I don't like the idea of Colorado in St. Louis just because they have strange voodoo nonsense well, there. I mean, here's. The the other part of it with St. Louis is if that team gets healthy before the playoffs, I don't yeah. want to touch it, man. Yeah, definitely. They've had they've had injury issues that Avs fans. It's it's so weird that Avs fans are like, we're the most injured team around, and then you look at St. Louis and you're like, oh, those guys have gotten only bad breaks. Yep, some literally, and woof. I don't. I, I would take. I dude. I'm sorry, but I would take Minnesota. I just think that the Avs have a sizable talent gap. Yeah, I. I'm not worried about Minnesota. And outside of Jordan Greenway, I don't think that team is as physical as people think they are. No, because they're trying to play really up tempo. Yep. They're trying to play. They're trying to play a much more offensive style. And with Kaprizov, that's great. With Zuccarello, that's great. But with like Nick Bukestad and Nick Bonino and Erickson Eck down the middle, they just don't really have the horses to play the way that they really would like to. Um, and defensively, they're they're good. So 
not to count chickens before they hatch, but if yeah, you're the we're a long way from that. Trying to get out of the first round. Do you want to get grinded to death by St. Louis, or do you want to let it fly against Minnesota? I mean, well, and you just you just hope that you just hope that whatever happens in the other series, it's it just doesn't happen quickly. You know, you want that thing to go. Let them grind it out. Every, for seven games. every single game is a quadruple overtime game for <laughs> seven of them. You know, where do they get to the second round and they're and they're they're just exhausted. Yeah, that's Dude, it. you. You're doing something right if somebody's paying money just to tell you that nobody cares <laughs> because it's a super care for somebody to spend real money to tell you that nobody does. <laughs> In any case. Yeah, this is this is kind of the way some of these post game pods have gone race, recently. Yeah, because since the Avs created the separation from the bottom part of the division, yeah, you know it. This is kind of what it is. The next big jumping point is going to be who gets the advantage between Colorado and Vegas. Yeah, uh, Pacioretty was the Suzuki return. So, I mean, I'm excited for this series. I think it's a, it's a great litmus test, and there's two of these things. Yep. You know, this is not like, hey, this is the this is the last time they're going to see each other, and then they each have 20 games to play, and you know, maybe see you in two months. Uh, they have they have their next series is a month down the road. If so they play this weekend. They have two, and then their next series is April twenty sixth and twenty eighth. Let's so, yeah. Let me actually take a look here because we've completed the sixteen game set that we kind of looked at for the Avs last time. Eleven three and two got the exact number of points correct. Yep. So to finish out March, the Avs get Vegas twice, and then they get Anaheim and Arizona. All four of those games at home. Then they're off, and then they get the back-to-back against St. Louis to finish off this six-game homestand. How you feeling on that six-game stretch? Got to have eight points? Ten points? I think, I think four wins. Eight points, yeah. I think four wins and not get don't get swept by Vegas. So at least one of them against Vegas? Yeah, definitely. All right. Oh, there is no way Caleb is DNVR's most hated. Yeah. You're still in the voice. chat, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are some there are some dudes where it was like gotta go. I mean they're I mean they're all from Dallas, right? <laughs> all right look, look, you know you know he doesn't love himself too much because he's got a Buffalo Sabres look. Oh yeah, no, he's a big he's a big Sabres guy as well, which is why he especially hates Jonas Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm no, the if they get eight points on that, look, you you want to beat Anaheim, you want to beat Arizona, split and the then, other two series at worst. Yeah. yeah, you say split if you split Vegas, you split St. Louis, you don't love it, but it's completely fine. It's really just if you if you sweep Vegas. That's where you start to get really good. Yeah. That's where you start to get greedy, would, right? If if they sweep Vegas, would would you say AJ that they're ahead of the curve? The, the, there's no manscapes today. It's not a manscape. Okay, we're good. I, I'm 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 alluding to AOTC here, AJ. Uh, <laughs> is that what AOTC stands for? Yes. No, I'm just I'm totally kidding. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. it's your first one, so I don't I'm so, know. I'm so excited for it, dude. This, maybe this is why I don't care about the game today. <laughs> they got yep. a point, and we got AOTC, so I'm excited. Count it all the way down. Stupid Easy. Sire. What was it, like 75 pulls on that big fella? It was a lot. It was a lot. A lot of 10% wipes, to say well, the and, least. And, well, and how how easy did it feel, that last one, yeah. when we just went through it? Everybody just did what they were supposed Dude, to do. I told you, I was telling you guys for like 40 pulls, if you survive that last one, he, he just dies. Like, <laughs> that easy. Uh, there's at least one person who watches live that knows what I'm talking about, but you know. I tell you, top prospect for the next draft 
is a great question because it depends on who you ask. If you have the right answer to that, there are 31 hockey teams that would <laughs> like, like to know you. <laughs> like 32, I guess. Seattle gets to pick yeah, two, right? There so. are 32 hockey teams that are. <laughs> the easy answer is Owen Power, but the the real answer is without the OHL playing with barely any WHL, you just don't know. I love Matt Beneers too, but that guy I don't think has the skill to be a top five pick. They're, people, there's going to be a pick in this draft that goes in like the teens. That's going to be an absolute stud. I guarantee it. There's going to be a steal in this draft that we just don't know about yet. But I already know about him. Okay, here we it's, go. His name is Cole Sellinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. We need to probably start getting on our draft coverage where we can, but it's going to be hard this year, man. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, you have, like, the the Gunther kid out there in the WHL, right, where it's like he's got, like, five games played. He has, like, 45 points already. Yeah. So it's off to a really good start. Some of these guys – Make the Europe, the Europeans game. haven't had a great start, honestly. A lot of the Europeans have played their way out of it. You've watched before this season. Raddy was one of the top prospects. Uh, some people were putting him at one. Now you're not even talking about him in the first round, possibly. Like that'll be the guy that the Avs draft in the third. He'll be yeah. this year's <laughs> right. Jean-Luc Foodie 2.0. Uh, yeah, same. Mutala is same kind of guy. He was at one point ranked in the first round. So. Yeah, well, I mean, Mutala was a top five WHL pick. Like, yep. He was supposed to be the bee's knees. So, oh, I actually do love Carson Lambos. I am a big Carson Lambos guy. But we'll definitely do draft pods with a number of people, usually the yeah. same cast of characters that we know. Yeah. I am be... so ready for Saturday's games, but that will be Friday's pod, so we won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we. I think our I think our game plan is roll down to the bar Saturday morning and just sit there and spend twelve hours watching hockey. Like, yep, it's gonna That's be a it. blast. Yeah, I do really like Luke Hughes. Uh, he's very different than his brothers. He actually he has a body. Hurt. Yeah, so it will be uh, it'll be interesting. I believe Saturday is Jorts Day. Correct. Saturday is also Jorts Day. So. College hockey and Rudo jorts all day long, baby. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Brant Clark coming back from Slovakia, I believe, where he was pretty productive. Um, I just want to see how he does. I think the U18s this year are going to be enormous in draft evaluations. Yo, I'm not sobering for a full 12 hours if I have to wear jorts for those 12 hours. He doesn't know. He's not. If I swear to God, if he wears jorts all 12 hours, I'm, I'm banning the jorts from the pod. <laughs> he can wear the jorts on the post-game pod, but I'm not hanging out with this dude all day while he's wearing those. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. I mean, we got to know. We, it does matter for draft coverage when the Avs will be picking 32nd because we have to know which defenseman they take in the first round this year. The only, the only time it doesn't matter is when the Avs trade their first, and then they don't have they have one pick in the top hundred, and then we go well. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is seriously saying trade kill McCarr, and if they are, then they are to be ignored. Obviously, yeah, I. If you are saying trade kill McCarr, you're you're not being a real. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. Disappointing night. It sucks to see the the win streak, and especially to a team that they've owned, uh, especially to a team that's just not very good. Yep. But it's it's fine. Uh, yep. They lost in overtime. <sighs> yeah. It's it's over. I would. Wallstead Wallstead will not get anywhere near the Abs pick unless the Abs are picking like tenth, <laughs> which would be a trick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, onward, upward. Man, Wallstead would be the perfect prospect for the system, though. <laughs> now you're dreaming about something that'll never happen. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I was excited about Askarov. I liked Spencer Knight. Like they've they've come close. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Eric the abs getting Eric Stahl on this show. I've advocated for it. I'm still fine with it. But I tell you, the difference between um knowing what you're doing at that position, like because right now the the third line is actually kind of humming. And if Tyson Jost, if they can just get some decent production out of Jost and Nichushkin and Donskoy throughout the next month, then you really don't need to touch it. Honestly, uh, you really don't. I mean, the other question there is, do we see JTC against Vegas? I don't know, man. I, I've said my piece on JTC. I think he should be in the lineup every night until... I, I think he should be in the lineup for, I don't know, five to seven games. And if it's just super, super, super not there, then you just pull the plug. Yeah, that's fine with me. I, I don't have an argument against it. Uh, I'm sure it's been asked like 80 times in chat that I haven't seen, but Byram has a lower body injury. That's all we're going to get to know. Yeah, he got run over on the useless fifth goal. Yep. Tripped over Nachushkin. He'll be back when he's back. That's about that. So we're going to wrap yeah. up today's show. You can like and subscribe here on YouTube. That helps us out a ton on the channel. Of course, be sure to check out our other videos as well. Keep your eyes peeled in the coming weeks for a fun little series we have leading up to the trade deadline. Should be good stuff there. Um, yeah. Other than that, we'll see you guys at 1 p.m. tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow? Are we doing the... We don't know yet. Maybe we might talk a prospect preview for Saturday. We might talk some mid-season-y stuff. We'll see. Yeah, I think we're going to mid-season-y stuff. We'll save prospect stuff um, for Friday. For the there you day go. Before. So plenty more NHL content coming your way. But until then, we will talk to y'all later.